0: This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to Mother. No, oh, it's Mother. Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared. To show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time we rewrite the Mother Code. Hi, and welcome to Mud Her. Rewriting the Mother Code with Dr. Gertrude Lyons. I'm super excited for today's show. I had the opportunity to spend time with Jamie Scrimger. All information about her will be in the show notes. I always like to say that. But she is an amazing woman who Realize that when she became a stepmom, that there weren't really good resources for what it means and how to be, and all the questions that come up when you step into that territory. And we got to share and talk about the myths that surround stepmomming and what it means to break those myths and really empower yourself and, you know, right in line with rewriting the mother code where. You know, when you can go inside and raise your own awareness about all the triggers and all the things that are happening externally, you know, not only can you navigate them better, but you can learn, grow and transform out of them. And, you know, the this, this stepmom landscape is so ripe for that. And Jamie has been a champion and someone who has really stepped into that territory and for herself personally, which you know, obviously I am a big proponent of, you know, you, you coach that, which, you know, you've been doing yourself and she really worked and dove deep for herself in order to now feel like she can serve women in so many ways. So you're going to to hear our conversation in that regard. And it's so generalizable And, and anyone who's navigating, you know, challenging territories or you don't know, think, or you've ever said to yourself like, I didn't sign up for this to you know, really get real and say, yes, uh, we have, we have, and we do author our own lives and have signed up for anything that we've said yes to. So please join us. Can't wait to hear what you think. Love always to have you share and respond via Instagram and direct messages or leave a review, all that good stuff but no further ado. Let's hear the show. So, here we are. Welcome to Mother my podcast today. I am super excited to have a guest, Jamie Scrimger, and you're going to hear a little bit about her. Or you're going to hear a lot about her and I'm going to share a little bit, but welcome Jamie. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, just in reading about you, finding out about you, I know we have a lot of things in common, a lot to share in the in the mom space, but I want to share a little bit about you and then um, open it up for you to go much more into your story and how you got to be doing what you're doing. But currently you are a personal coach, mom, stepmom and wife. and you kind of landed into the stepmom world and realized there, isn't a whole lot of support um, or probably next to none, you know, and actually good support and the kind that you were looking for, what you really felt like you needed as you got into that territory. So you created it way to go. You, you know, and <laughs> I love that you, you created what you needed and now are serving other moms. You have a beautiful podcast, kick-ass step uh, podcast, a community Um, courses, coaching, so many great things that I'd love to hear about and talking all about blended family, marriage, parenting, personal growth, uh, keeping it positive, but also very real, which Mm -hmm. I love. And I love the things that I've seen and that you're doing. You have a perfect background for this that, isn't it funny, we don't always know where the things we're doing are going to lead us, but yours certainly did. And I look forward to hearing about how, you know, what you were doing before you were doing this, that led you to this. So I'm going to turn it over to you to just hear about you. I would love to hear about your journey, how you came to be doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah, it's a long story, but I will do my best to (laughs) sum it up. So, you know, I think it's basically what you were, you were talking about. So when my husband and I started dating and ultimately decided we were going to get married and this was going to be our forever thing, You know, I had a background in psychology and social service work. I had worked as a child protection worker. So in Canada, that's our our child protective services. So I was working with so many families who were in custody and access situations, co-parenting. I was supporting people in their parenting. And uh so that combined with you know being a child of divorce, I really kind of felt like I had it in the bag. Like I didn't think that it was going to be so difficult to be a stepmom. I was just kind of like, this, it is what it is. And what I realized was that being, you know, the quote unquote expert on the outside and living it in real life are two very different things. And there was a lot about being a stepmom, you know, the emotions, the lack of control, the, Mm -hmm. you know, triggers, the dealing with an ex, like in a, you know, your life is dictated by a co-parenting agreement that you have no, you have no part in creating. Yeah. Like all of that. So, you know, holidays, all, all the things. Sure. And so I really tried to be that perfect stepmom for so long. And I was putting so much pressure on myself to show up the way that I felt like I was supposed to show up. And, mm-hmm. you know, we all know trying to be perfect doesn't work. And I found myself on the bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out, mm-hmm. wondering if I was, you know, cut out for this, if it was, if I should, if I made a big mistake, if everyone was right. Cause so many people were like, I don't know if she knows what she's getting herself into. And, uh, yeah. so I kind of made a decision that day. I, I said, I'm either, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go all in. And I went to the internet for support and it was really negative. So mm. I noticed two things. One, it was negative and a lot of, you know, ex-wife bashing, a lot of step kid bashing, just a lot of venting and all of that. And look, there's a place for a good vent session. Like I don't, I'm going to say like, that's therapeutic. You, you sometimes need to get some things off your chest, but I was looking for tips and strategies. Like I needed to know how to do this. Yeah. Where do I take it from there? Right. Where do I take it from here? Right. So I was disappointed there. And then on the flip side, I noticed that, you know, moms are encouraged to keep it real and be open and honest about the struggles of motherhood. So, you know, if you need a break from the kids or, oh, my kids are driving me crazy or, oh, I can't wait for the weekend to be over. The kids need to go back to school. But then stepmoms, when they would say the same thing, if they were feeling overwhelmed and, you know, in over their head, they were greeted with the whole, like, you didn't know, didn't you know what you were signing up for? Like, what did you expect when you, you know, got together with someone with kids? So there was a huge double standard. So anyway, I started, I did a lot of work on myself and my family, a lot of therapy, you know, personal development. And then I started writing and I had written a blog when I was in university, just for fun. And so I just started this blog and had no, intentions of it being anything big, but then, you know, the power of Google search, I was getting emails from stepmoms from all over the world, thanking me for saying things that they were, you know, feeling, and they were looking for the positive support too. So that basically Mm -hmm. snowballed into me doing what I'm doing now, which is I have a membership. I have a podcast. I do coaching. Um, I have a specialization in step family dynamics now in the, in the life coaching space. So really diving into combining my experience personally with, the knowledge that I had and just just creating what stepmoms really need
0: yeah well this is beautiful well first of all congratulations and I I love that you know you put it out in the world and there was a response you know a resonance and generalizing around motherhood this you've mentioned something that just is a trigger for me right the whole like well you should know better like just where moms like don't where we as women, you know, don't actually lift each other up and support each mm-hmm. other, you know, and I, I believe that comes out of our own insecurities that we have to put the other down or, you know, Absolutely. Oh, you should have known better, that whole thing. But we, I think we'll get into that a, a little bit more. I'd love to hear a little bit more just staying kind of in what you're doing. And then what does it look like? Like if a mom that comes to you and, you know, I'm struggling as a, as a stepmom, what, what, how do you support them? What does it yeah. look
1: like? Well, so right now for the next year, I do have a membership space where stepmoms can come and connect with me and a forum. And, you know, we have stepmoms from over 30 different countries in that space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I provide just workshops and coaching calls and that kind of stuff within that, that membership space. And then there's also, you know, I have an ebook. I have a course that stepmoms can go through at their own pace. And then if you want to work with me one-on-one, it's just more personal and, Everything that I do, though, is based on the premise that what works for me might not work for you. So yeah. it's about showing you how to be the expert on your own life, right? Because we have stepmoms who are every other weekend stepmoms. We have stepmoms who are full time stepmoms. We have stepmoms who are fully engaged and all in doing like all the quote unquote mom jobs. And then other ones who are more like the fun aunt. So there really mm-hmm. is no one size fits all approach. Sure. So what I do is I walk stepmoms through the process of becoming the expert on your own life, you know, defining your relationship, improving your relationship with people who may not even want to have a positive relationship with you, right? Like you, you have a lot more control than you give yourself credit for. So it's just about making that individualized plan for them so Mm. that they feel more confident in how they're showing up and how they're, you know, dealing with the extra stressors that come because, you know, for me, I think the big thing is about feeling like you are in control of what feels like an uncontrollable situation, right? So being proactive with your responses, personal development, like examining your triggers, like why, Mm -hmm. why does this trigger you so much? Like when your step children leave their shoes all over the front door, why does that bother you so much? Right? Like, where's that coming from? Or, you know, when your partner says something that triggers you, why, like what there's something else there. So just having them dive into that, because I know I always say, being a good stepmom or thriving as a stepmom doesn't come from a resource about stepmom life. It really is about life skills and personal growth. And mm-hmm. it took me a long time to realize that. And it takes people a long time to wrap their head around that. But once you get to that place, you're like, whoa, right? Mm-hmm. Everything changes. Nothing changes out there, but everything changes within you.
0: Yeah. And once you make that change in you, everything does kind of magically change out there. It doesn't, Mm, I don't mean change, but you have a whole different perspective. And yeah, absolutely. You know, I love this empowerment. um, And I'm, you know, hundred percent with you because in anything endeavor that we take on, right. There's that opportunity for our growth, our transformation. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately our culture, particularly in the mom culture, tries to kind of tell us that there's a right way to do it or there's some way that you should be able to do this and make it all work and have it be easy. And I know I've come up with, you know, in rewriting the mother code, 14 myths that that disempower women on their mothering journey, you know, and this mm-hmm. is such a beautiful aspect of the mothering journey being a, a stepmom. Because another key piece in rewriting the mother code is that we all mother, you know, all women mother, we mother children possibly, you know, we have that opportunity, but we do mother our relationships, our careers, our dreams, and, you know, Mm -hmm. you're, you know, mothering your business that has come out of this mothering opportunity with your children, right? Mm -hmm. So I believe that, you know, when we can all acclimate to that, then we see that we're on one team and we'll support each other in a whole different way. But it sounds like, and what I love, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about helping women kind of debunk some of the myths that are there for them in the Particularly, as you said, it's it's in life, it's in motherhood, yeah. but there are specific stepmom myths. And I, I'm wondering what you could say about that or share
1: yeah. about one or two of them. Well, I think, you know, the big thing is is there's this expectation that you're gonna love your stepchildren like they're your own. And it's actually a situation when you're damned if you do, you damned if you don't. So if you are a stepmom who's like, I love my stepchildren like they're my own, I'm showing up as their mom, and then it's well, you're overstepping. You're 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 taking you're not respecting the role of their mom. Okay, whatever. Then on the flip side, if you don't love your stepchildren like they're your own, you feel this huge amount of guilt. Like I just had a coaching call with a stepmom yesterday who's feeling so much pressure from her partner to love her stepson like he's her own. And it's a huge issue in their marriage. She's like, why don't you love him like that? Like, why don't you show up like his mom? And she's like, I am not his mom. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's there's this pressure for you to build this relationship to, and act in a certain way and feel this certain way when th- that takes time to develop. And for some, it develops quickly. Some, it takes time. Others, it just never happens at all. And I think that's really important, right? Like you yeah. you have to give yourself some grace there. So that is a huge myth. And, you know, the, the other myth that's really... Stepmoths feel guilty when they feel relief when their stepkids leave, right? Mm -hmm. When they're looking forward to that alone time with their partner, or maybe they're looking forward to that alone time with their ours baby or their own children and and just functioning like that. And that's hard too, right? Because there can be a lot of tension when stepkids are around. There can be co-parenting tension. Things are a lot harder. I love my stepkids so much. We've, I've been very, very lucky. Um, you know, we've had ebbs and flows. Absolutely. But for mm-hmm. the most part, we, we, we function really well together, you know, in that larger family unit. And I always say there's subfamilies within, but when we're all together, we've got a good thing going, but man, there's times when, when they're heading back to their moms and I'm like, see, yeah. <laughs> right. Like I'm ready for a break. I'm ready for less dishes. I'm ready to not have to worry about a big meal. I'm ready for like a week of not running around. Like there were weeks where we had 15 ice times with hockey because we had so many kids in hockey. So I, I was so excited for that break and stepmoms feel guilty for not being so excited or as excited as their partner when Mm. the stepkids are around. So I think there's, there's that too. And again, there's no one size fits all approach. This could not be true for some stepmoms, but a lot of stepmoms feel a crazy amount of guilt for not feeling the way they think they're supposed to feel about their stepfamily life. And I I think that has to go.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And the the guilt that moms feel in general, right. About Mm -hmm. everything. And of course we want to break, like what the heck, you know, this whole, like We mother everything, but the most important person we need to mother is ourselves. So, it's okay to like be okay that in your situation, I have a built-in break with them going, you know, to the other household, and absolutely, you know, and and to have the freedom to be and celebrate, and then be with your husband's feelings if he has feelings about that. Like, that's okay, totally. And uh, to give yourself that space to really enjoy it, because then the more you can be there when you are together. Because if you feel guilty about that, then you're going to build up resentment. And that's, that's going to come out Mm -hmm. in ways that we don't want it, you know, that are are, are as responsible, so to speak Uh, Mm -hmm. this way. It's like, woohoo. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. and
1: really let it go. You were going to add to that too. Just one thing I want to add to that when it comes to stepmoms, they sometimes don't have that same unconditional. Well, often, unconditional love with their stepkids. So their stepkids aren't coming to them for those glory moments. They're Mm. not maybe coming for like the hugs and the cuddles and, you know, those glory motherly moments that sometimes make it feel all worth it. Right. So I always say for stepmoms, often you feel damned if you do damned, if you don't, or you're good enough until you're not. So, you know, you're good enough for the dishes and for the, For the packing the lunches and the running around and the pickup and the drop off and the homework. But then when it comes to you know going to get the graduation dress, well, you need to know your place. That's their mother's role. Or when it comes to Mother's Day, a lot of moms will have an issue with their stepkids celebrating their stepmom because she's not their mom, which absolutely Mm -hmm. they're not. But that's where it gets a little tricky. They are, right? Well, they are, right? They're a motherly figure but that's where it gets really tricky. It's like stepmoms are supposed to step up in all of these motherly roles. And there's this huge expectation and huge pressure, but they don't get any of the glory moments or when they do they're few and far between. So how
0: do you support them to be with those feelings and that reality?
1: Yeah. Well, I I always remind stepmoms it's, it's not often about you, right? Mm -hmm. It's really about the role. And I think a lot of times when stepkids are struggling with providing stepmoms with all of that reassurance and that unconditional love and, uh, and all the things, or even say celebrating mother's day. It's about their loyalty to their mom. And often their mom should be the one giving them permission to love you, right? They don't want to hurt her feelings. Like a lot of stepmoms will say we're at a hockey arena and their stepkid won't acknowledge them right? Like they want to acknowledge them or they're really close to their mom. They act so different when she's around. And I always say to them, just give them a little grace because just be happy that the kids are not putting themselves in a situation where they're going to feel uncomfortable. Like that's not about you, right? It has absolutely nothing about to do with you. It has to do with their fears. They don't want to hurt their mom's feelings. Perhaps their mom has said something to them. They don't want to have an uncomfortable conversation in the car afterwards. Like they're just protecting themselves in this, this Mm -hmm. tricky situation. So I try to encourage stepmoms to find their own little moments that maybe aren't the same as those moments would be with the quote unquote real mom or whatever.
0: That's great. No, it's so so many things are running through my mind as you say that, because, you know, that that's a lot of pressure as you're saying on the child to navigate a very kind of a more adult nuanced, Mm -hmm. you know, situation and, and you know, if we haven't worked on ourselves and on both sides, you know, the mom, the stepmom, you, you can just see where all the feelings are getting hurt, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody is trying to navigate this. And when we don't have facility with our emotional expression to just say, ouch, you know, to yourself yeah. or to your husband, you know, that you have people that you can say ouch to. And just, cause I, I'm definitely all for feeling the hurt of that, you know, fully. Yeah. And as you're talked about earlier, the triggers that it brings up, right? Like the, the not Mm -hmm. being liked, the not being wanted. And, you know, I I don't, I think all of us, I don't know, there's something particularly about wanting to be seen and liked by a child um, Mm -hmm. is, I, I, I don't know, it just does something to us. Right. But yeah, but it also does trigger this stuff from our past and where, you know, like those wounds are opened up. So I love, you know, what you're saying is, you know, have places that we can express those and have them. So then it doesn't go on to the child. You know, it doesn't, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not their responsibility it really isn't their responsibility to make you feel good, you mm. know? And, and if it's a situation where they're, you know, not getting any of the goodies, but doing all this work, you know, how can I soothe myself, tend to myself, give myself or ask for in the appropriate arenas for that appreciation? And Mm -hmm. gosh, that's, I mean, it's, that's so huge. That's so, so huge. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend, but in considering it, Hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico, Zihuatanejo, meaning land of the goddess women, and coming to really take time for yourself. Okay, and that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat, getting from where you are, getting there, landing there and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it and I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. I I, I wanted to hear a, a little bit more because I'm just so excited about how you work with women and moms in this. Um, if you could say a little bit more like where you had to kind of lean into your own, nurture yourself, your own femininity, like what's, you know, some aspects of this that where you've really learned and grown or that you think would be useful for some other women to yeah. hear. Yeah.
1: You know, I think the big thing for me has been I've had to dive into my own stuff from my own childhood, right? So it was so mm-hmm. interesting. I really didn't think that my parents' divorce affected me. Mm-hmm. And when Darren and I got together, I'm trying to have this healthy relationship and you know, growing up, I had abandonment issues. Like my mom had kind of like left me and I was with my dad. Um, but she had been, she, my other siblings were with her and I was kind of like shipped to dad. And, and anyway, that was a lot. There was a lot of stuff there. Um, sure. so there was that there was my parents' divorce. There was, you know, infidelity there, there was just so much stuff from my mm. childhood. And I didn't think it bothered me. I don't, I was always kind of like, I'm good. You know, it, I, kids are resilient and it's crazy as soon as Darren and I got together, all of these wounds kept coming up and all of these triggers and my Bannerman issues. And so I had to do a lot of work about what was actually happening with me, right? It was was about focusing on my own wounds because when you become a stepmom, all of your triggers and all of your insecurities, that's just like, they're like thrown at you, right? Like it is like you, you were thrown into the trenches. So I had to dive into a lot of that. So there was a lot of mothering To myself, like healing my own mother wound, healing my own trauma, talking about things that I didn't even know bothered me uh, about my childhood and and thinking about how that has shaped me into who I am. You know, why was I a control freak? Why was I always, why was I always trying to um, almost sabotage relationships? So they, I could control when they leave me versus them just leaving me and leaving me hurt. Right. Like I was always trying to, to do that kind of stuff. So you know, in terms of my own self-care and my own work, it was diving into my, my own stuff that really helped me start to show up better for my family. And I had to nurture myself. Like I really had to be really compassionate and, you know, look back on mistakes that I had made in my own life with love and compassion and grace. Mm. And it wasn't easy, but man, I'm so glad I did. I'm I would say, I feel like we end up in situations that we need to end up in, in order to learn the lessons we need to learn. And, 100%. you know, being a stepmom has been one of the most challenging things I've ever done, but it was the catalyst to so much personal growth. But you have to be ready to do that because if you're on edge and you're super triggered, you know, a lawyer's letter from the ex or a snide remark from one of your stepkids, it's going to trigger you and like, it's going to snowball. But if you can get really clear with yourself and who you are and what you stand for, what your boundaries are, you know, that stuff really slides off a lot easier. Yeah,
0: no, beautiful. And I, I would imagine as you're saying that, that and it's not the reason you do it because you're really doing it for you. And i uh, mm-hmm. I, I love that you said, I I 100% agree that we put ourselves in situations that we're the authors of our lives. You know, we don't just, Mm -hmm. we're not victims, right? I didn't, you know, I'm not a victim to being a stepmom. I I chose it. And I think that choice can be really empowering and the most upsetting, disruptive situations, you know, dynamics are the ripest for our growth and development. And it's you know, we, it's kind of the good news, bad news, you know, of that, but like you said, but you have to choose it, you know, it it can be transformational if we'd let it be. Um, Otherwise, I I think we can definitely create our own personal health and just get in patterns, you know, and Mm. wonder why we can't make it better or shift out of it. And, and I think that's what you're, you know, what you're really speaking to. Mm. Um, It's super uncomfortable
1: to realize how much power you have. Yeah. It's super uncomfortable because Yeah. Well, I think it's super uncomfortable to look at how much power you have over your life, right? Because, you know, a lot of stems will say, well, I didn't sign out for this. No, you know, we didn't know what we were signing out for, but we commit every day to being here. You know, no one and no one is is forcing us to be in this marriage. No one is forcing us to show up in a certain way. We are making choices every day. And yeah, maybe this is not how we thought life was going to turn out. But we are choosing to be here, right? We have so much choice over our relationships, who we who we engage with, who we set boundaries with, like what we will and will not tolerate. And it's a lot easier just to blame everyone else for how life is going. And that's why it gets really uncomfortable to realize how much power you have over your own life. Mm -hmm. But doing so is super uncomfortable because you know, then you have to break old patterns and then you have to, you know, put yourself out there and make hard choices and That's, I think why people kind of stay stuck in these patterns of toxic relationships or, you know, dealing with disrespect or staying in a place where they're not happy because sometimes that discomfort is easier than the discomfort of, of implementing the change.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. And, um, I'm thinking about a scenario and I, I think what you've said actually addresses it, but often the picture that culture has in its mind of the stepmom and the birth mom scenario is, you know, they're at odds with each other and there's always conflict and they're competing and all that, but that's not always the case. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, that relationship, you know, is, is lovely and it works, but then there's judgments about that. Like, you know, well, that can't be, or like what weird, you know, what weird thing. And, but either way, it's still kind of addressing like the external judgments that, you know, are laid upon you and that you kind of have to deal with ongoingly, no matter, like you said, it can't double-edged sword or, you, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you, yeah, you can't, it's, it's hard to win. Right. But you may be saying the same thing, but dealing with, you know, that perception and when others judgments are coming at you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. People definitely have expectations or, you know, preconceived notions about what that relationship should look like. And you know, I get a lot of people will say, Well, you know, when there's those viral Facebook posts about the mom and the stepmom and like the matching jerseys and like, isn't this so great? And yeah, that is so great. And it is amazing when it happens. But I think that people who aren't in this situation don't recognize how much healing and growth and maturity and more healing have to happen to get to that place. So yeah. you can have a stepmom who really wants to have that type of relationship, but the ex doesn't want it. Or you mm-hmm. can have an ex who really wants to have this relationship, but for some reason the stepmom's not ready to do that yeah. or doesn't feel comfortable. So I think it's also important to to remember like there again, is no one size fits all and I always say sometimes the healthiest relationships are no relationship at all. Like sometimes it's just not Great for certain people to have that cordial co-parenting relationship and it's nope. unfortunate but that's a lot healthier than an uncomfortable relationship when it comes to the kids
0: yeah exactly like trying to fake it or feel like we have to put up a good front or mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing we definitely that i think the kids see right through that
1: mm-hmm. like i know so, my but- stepkids do not want to have dinner with us all together that is yeah. like their worst nightmare they do not want to do it my parents divorced over 30 years ago. And we've tried to do a couple joint Christmases and we're all like broken out in a rash and like pouring the wine. Like we, it's, it's just not what we want. Right. It's yeah. sometimes the kids don't want that and that's okay. No, exactly. And it's
0: out of an insecurity to like think or, or a belief that we have that, that, that we should want that, or that that's, you know, the best scenario. Mm-hmm. Like, why would it be, you know, mm-hmm. why, why, you know, especially when the kids are, you know, having to navigate this whole thing, why put that pressure on them to navigate that uncomfortable, what can be an uncomfortable situation, unless like you said, you've worked on it, you've gotten to a place where, you know, that really does feel okay for people, Um, Mm -hmm. then then great. But the whole looking externally, or like you mentioned, you know, matching jerseys, but anytime we're looking outside ourselves and thinking we should have that, and, and then we're not doing it right is where we have to go back inside, right? Like, what is it? What is it about that? And, you know, I, I may want that, but really discern, right? How do we help Mm -hmm. them make these discerning decisions and choices? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, still want to talk about more. (laughs) So what suggestions do you have for like the, the whole family to be in it together and creating and envisioning how your family, so you with stepkids and you, you have a term for it that I really like. It's the child. Ours, ours baby. Ours yeah. baby. I hadn't heard that before. I love that. And the ours baby. Is there ever, is it ever appropriate, you know, for all of you together to look at and talk about like, you know, what's the vision for our family? You know, yeah. we are a distinct unit, you know, and then, you know, what is, what do we all want together? And I think led by the parents, but I don't know if that's mm-hmm. something that's come up for you yeah. or you know, that you've helped or supported other families. Yeah.
1: With. We haven't done it. Um, be, I, we, we just never really did. We've always had this kind of open communication and, you know, Darren and I always are like, okay, what's working. What's not, where do we, we need to pivot and just sure. picking up on the cues from the kids. They're not that vocal about things. So you can just kind of pick up on their vibe, but mm-hmm. I have talked to a lot of families and I've worked with a parenting expert, Allison Schaefer, So she is big on the family meeting. And so just like having these family meetings and checking in for everyone to see how everyone's feeling, what's working, what's, what's not, and that kind of thing. And coming up with house rules. I think that's really important, especially in those early stages. And if you have kids who want to participate in that but the big thing for me, though, whether you do a family meeting or not, is you want your kids to feel like they have some control, especially stepchildren, because yeah. they're moving back and forth, right? So they feel like, again, we feel like as stepmoms, we don't have any control. These people are going back and forth, back and forth. They're never feeling settled. They have two homes, you know, two sets of belongings, two sets of expectations. They have different parents, like they have a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think we sometimes forget that, right? We're thinking about the parents and not so much, but the kids who are never fully settled. And so our big thing is, is asking them their input on things and making them feel like they have some control. So giving them choice, asking them, you know, we, we did have a big sit down once, and we were talking about things going back and forth between mom's house and dad's house. And, you know, we had said my husband and I, well, you know what, this, this stuff we bought for this house. So it needs to stay here. And we want it to stay here, which is totally reasonable. Right. Mm -hmm. But then my stepson says, but you gave it to us you gifted it to us so it's actually our belonging so shouldn't we get to decide where it goes 100% you are right we are wrong that's how <laughs> we can do it so how do we make sure it comes back what's a right. system to make sure belongings come back and forth so we're not you know lo- losing things and things aren't getting wrecked so then we problem solve and come up with a system there right but giving yep. your kids power and having a say because This whole, like my house, my rules, this is how we're going to do things. It doesn't really work. It -hmm. really doesn't. And you create this parenting relationship with your kids when they're, it's just out of fear and they don't feel like they have a say. And we want to raise kids who are going to advocate for themselves and who have positive communication skills and who want to have tough conversations. So that, that's a really big thing for us that we've, we've found is just kind of touching base with everyone. Our daughter is so funny though. So We'll all be sitting around dinner and she's like, okay, everyone, we're going to go around and everyone's going to share their day and they're teenagers, right? So my stepson's 15, my other stepson's going to be 18. My stepdaughter's Mm -hmm. 19. So they're like just kind of in a teenage grunt age, right? So they're just kind of like, okay, Reese. And so she goes around and makes them do that. She's like, now you guys ask me how I'm feeling.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It's my turn now. And I (laughs) I love love that. I Mm -hmm. love that. No, that's beautiful. And yeah, I, I, and what I'm hearing in that, like something I support families with is, and we did in our own family is when it comes to like setting those rules and some of those guidelines is that this is what our family does. Right. And because what you're talking about is taking it away from the, like, where, where are we just trying to have control of the stuff and navigate, you know, and navigate Mm -hmm. this back and forth for us versus, oh, we're really learn teaching them to take responsibility, you know, for their things. It doesn't have to be this hard and fast rule of like, it stays at our house versus, Mm -hmm. and I love that you brought up systems because I think, you know, understanding that putting systems in place saves families, just a huge amount of upset and headache. You know, we get so strung up, at like, oh, what's a good just Easy system to help us remember, right? And mm-hmm. instead of taking those things personally, like you don't care about the stuff I gave you and yeah. you left it, you know, at, at, at your mom's, right? Like, no, we just did
1: forgot and didn't have a system, yeah. right? So it's and I lose and my keys of it. Yeah. I lose my keys all the time. I can't find okay. things all the time. I forget things all the time. And for me to expect a nine-year-old to always remember to bring back their extra pair of mitts. Is very unrealistic, yeah, you know, and I think we happen. have to think about that kind of stuff as well.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Well, I would, I
0: mean, there's so many more things I'd love to, and maybe even can have you back sometime to keep Absolutely. going, but I would love to share with my listeners where they can find you and all that good stuff. Then I'll have one more question before we wrap up. So where can they find you? What's, yeah. what's coming up for you? What anything and everything that you can share about how to locate you?
1: Yeah. So you can find me on jamiescrimger.com. So you can link that because it's Jamie yeah. Scrimger is, uh, you know, tricky, challenging tricky, to- ch- challenging, but it say. will be in the show notes. It All will be in, in the, be show, in the notes. show notes. Yes. So yeah, find me over there over on Instagram at jamiescrimger. And I'm also on Facebook and yeah. So if you are just looking for tips and strategies, I have lots of resources and I do actually have a free guide for stepmoms. It's my number one guide its the secret to improving your step family life. So there's 10 tips. And so you can get that at jamiescrimger.com forward slash free guide, and you can sign up and I'll send it right to you. So I think that's basically the best place to start. And then yeah. obviously my podcast, I release new episodes every Monday. So that's the kick-ass step-mom podcast. And uh, yeah, we can connect over there. I love
0: that. And you're on Instagram and yeah. you're on Facebook. So all I'm those all places, that's lovely. Well, I do want to direct people to the show notes in case you happen to be jotting all those things down, but it'll be there. So last question, Jamie is, so what does rewrite the mother code mean to you? And it's really two questions. What is one way you're going to mother yourself this week?
1: You know, I think when it comes to rewriting, the mother code is just listening to yourself and your body. I think we don't do that enough. And our body tells us what we need our gut tells us our, you know, our neck and the tension we're carrying. Like we really just need to tune into our body a little bit more. So for me, you know, rewriting the mother code is it comes back to women just listening to themselves and their, their intuition about what they need and knowing that that's different than maybe the mom at drop-off and the mom at, you know, the hockey tournament and what works for me might not work for you and just really just doing what works for yourself. So that would be my number one thing is just being the expert on your own life.
0: Yeah. Beautiful.
1: And what I'm doing for myself this week, I'm again, really tuning into my, myself right now. I'm kind of in a transition with my business and, you know, with where we're going with everything. And I am following my gut and listening to my body and stretching when I need to, and just kind of, drinking my greens and listening to my gut and giving myself the break whenever I need it. Because this hustle culture that we have going on, thinking we got to go, 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 it's got to go.
0: 100%, yes. Well, I love that. And I love asking this question because everybody puts their personal and always enlightening and I learn uh, from Mm -hmm. it. So thank you so much, Jamie, for taking the time being on the show and for doing what you're doing. I'm just thrilled that you're supporting you know, you're supporting women and people in general, but, you know, the stepmom arena is, I just think it's amazing.
1: So thank you. Well, thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no, subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included. I'm honored to have you on this journey and mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.